the Texas Music Spotlight Podcast, supporting artists and musicians from the great state of Texas. And now, here's your host, Julia. Hi, hello, this is Julia Keenan here from the Texas Music Spotlight, uh, here with another episode of our live music podcast uh, that we do every week uh, with a musician from Texas. And we kind of spotlight a musician, an artist, uh, a band, or stuff, stuff like that. We talk to them about their music. Um, I have a very special guest because I know this person. I've known him uh, back in uh, college days and stuff like that. Uh, we have uh, Mark Olivero, uh, otherwise known as NyQuest. Hello, Mark. How are you doing today? Yeah, sorry, Juliana. Just a little bit delayed, but no, I'm doing well, Mike. Um, I have just uh, flown in to Denton uh, or to Dallas first and hopped over here to Denton uh, yeah, just this yeah. morning, uh, this afternoon, rather. Um, so I've been great, uh, fresh off the plane. So um, this is the this is the first thing that I have on my schedule before um, uh, before I, uh, graduating uh, in a couple of days. So uh, returning to my my place of doctoral study, and uh, I have missed Texas yeah, very awesome. much. So How happy long to be were back. you gone? Uh, well, you know, um, I think it was two years since I was back last. I was here for the. Uh, Society of Electroacoustic Music in the United States uh, Conference in 2013, I think it was, um, and that was the last time that I was stateside. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. Happy to, be back. happy to have you back. And uh, <laughs> if they can't notice from your accent, tell them where you're coming from and where where you uh, sort of originate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I I play my music with uh, with a real knife. <laughs> That's right. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, how how was all that uh, traveling and stuff? Uh, airport, airport, okay, and and dealing with all that. How was that? Uh, well, I have to be honest and say that um, uh, the the music that I've been working on for this set that I'm going to trial out for you guys today, um, I was doing all of my my patching and my coding on the on the flight on the way in. So if it wasn't for that 14 and a half hours that it took me to get here, I probably wouldn't have yeah, been ready wow. for you tonight. So there you go. 14 and a half hours. Oh, God. That's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, you got your time in, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, look, it's, uh, I believe it's still the longest direct flight that you can take. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's definitely uh, – it's good if you want to get some, some, yeah, some, yeah, some music writing done, certainly. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we – Back in the uh, when we worked together, we were keeping uh, some new music – uh, stuff that you need for some uh, trombones and, and, and crazy stuff like that. Why don't you tell uh, our audience like what you did and, and kind of about your uh, degree and, and the music that you kind of create? Okay, cool. All right, well, we'll start where you and I last collaborated. So Julian and I first uh, worked together uh, at the, the beginning of a wonderful collaborative relationship on a work of mine called Trombonicus. And I suppose I frame that by saying that I have a lot of an interest in uh, music with um, uh, an interest in in in, in uh, inspiration by way of literature, um, urban myths, mythology, legends, but that all manifests, particularly in that project from Monica's in in, uh, in a recreation of music with a very very ancient thing. The first piece of inspiration was there's a uh, um, a lecturer at the University of Sussex, uh, John King, his name is Tom Bonus. Okay, uh-huh. he is also a uh, a, a, a person with interest, academic interest in ancient music. And he has led the research on this instrument called Carnix. It's a Carnix. Uh, and you probably remember me harping on about that all those years ago. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's a, it, it's a, it's a very, very large, large brass instrument. It's got a history of some 6,000 years. Um, it's very theatrical, which is another thing that I'm very interested in with my music. You know, 
and the bell of the instrument, which is supposed to be shaped like a dragon or a, or a serpent or a, or, a, or a hog or something, you know, a, a fearsome beast. Um, and it also got this little piece of satin in the mouth of the bell, so it looks like a tongue. So there's this, there's this very, very uh, theatrical quality uh, to this music. This music is also uh, very militaristic. It was used for um, communicating across the battlefield. Obviously, we know that brass instruments are, uh, are quite audible when they put their minds to it, and um, definitely something that you can hear across fields, and that's exactly what it was now. So you remember the music. We drew upon our inspiration and our experience from, from your point of view, the marching bands. I had you moving around the space, if you remember. Oh, yeah. There's uh, a lot of, uh, <laughs> of, of uh, blasting fundamentals, playing harmonics, overblowing, all that sort of stuff. So we really looked at taking the, the, uh, the information that we had from ancient sources. Um, some of them were, were, were journal entries by people like Julius Caesar and stuff like that. And we, we use those little sort of tidbits, as we do with early music. Any, any of the people listening today that have an interest in early music, this is exactly what we do. Historically informed musical performance. And I love that sort of stuff. Um, but what you might hear a little bit more, and this is a little bit more pervasive through my work, is just taking concepts, maybe maybe uh, from a poem or maybe from a story, and sort of exploring those concepts, those ideas, those narratives in musical ways. I love narrative and music. Always want to tell a story. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and with your music, uh, and you know sort of the story behind it, it, it really uh, brings it out and really complements what, what you create on paper and uh, with the sounds you make. And and wait, one thing I, I remember, I have to say, your music is very complicated to read. Well, at the beginning, I remember that. Yeah, no. <laughs> I was like, what? Now, what is this? Well, let's defend myself on that one. Yes, you're very right. You're very right. <laughs> Very complicated. Uh, but I would I would like to say that it's conceptually com complicated and not necessarily uh, how, uh, notationally complicated, I suppose you could say. Uh, because if you remember in that music, we did away with notation. We said we're going to, and, and you have to remember, and I have to remember, that I was doing a lot of writing for dance at that time. So I was very inspired by dance and the way that dancers communicate their ideas, as we know, generally speaking, in performance art, including dance, they don't have scores, they don't have notation, they don't have a written form of their language. So often those ideas need to be transferred by way of uh, demonstration. And that's exactly what Trombonicus was supposed to be. I had all of these ideas floating around in my head. I wrote them down as a word score. But what was really important was that I was able to translate the sounds that I was conceiving of conceptualizing and making them, uh, uh, transliterating them to the performance and then having you guys making them a sonic reality. Yeah. Um, wow. This is exactly what dancers do. You know, they have to conceptualize and then demonstrate. And that's something that, that um, I think is a little lost in music and it's something that I'd like to continue to explore. Yeah, definitely. Um, that was great. Yeah. It, all of that. All of that. Keep doing that. Keep doing what you do. It's, it's all good. Um, so how, uh, going forward with your degree and stuff like that, how has that influenced you in your, your, I guess, outside music that you do, uh, what you do, what I'm looking at, uh, how does that, how has that influenced that kind of music or how has uh, it done, gone the other way? How has the music that you've done outside influenced the stuff that you're learning about in the classes and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, well, so the, my interest in, in the things that we've just been talking about, because there's lots of things already. Oh, yeah. I think it comes down to, particularly at UNT, to begin mm -hmm. with, there is very much a multidisciplinary approach to things. So I think it is important for 
painters to think like poets and musicians to think like dancers and keep going on with that metaphor. Yeah. Um, that's something that UNT very much facilitated. Uh, my interest in ancient musics and very, very uh, uh, nuanced subject matter that I'm interested in, that comes from, you know, just my own personal interest. You know, mm -hmm. I love me some Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones and stuff like that. So if you really want to know, it all, <laughs> I those boys that used to like to dress up and play in mummy and daddy's backyard and swords and stuff like that make the noise. So. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I think if, if you are an artist that can try and find a way of doing what makes your inner child happy as well as your ambitious adult at the same time. That's a wonderful thing. And I think something like Trombonicus or something like that. And a lot of what I'm going to do for you today is like that. So I've got a bit of a background as a DJ as well. And it, it has been a challenge for me to reconcile what I like to bop my head to and the things that I think are important for musicians to express, be those um, again, uh, within the conceptual or the narrative, so that's doing things with commenting on society, political statements, things like that, um, dealing with tough issues, or whether it's just talking about aesthetics and the way that the music sounds, the way the music is structured and put together, or any other art form that we're dealing with. Um, so what my academic life has given me has, has been very much a sense of exploration and, and experimentation and interest in those things that are less travelled and less explored. Um, but then obviously my background as, as a DJ and as a listener, mostly an audience member as a listener, has has given me uh, a, a very much a respect for the pleasure of listening and the pleasure of the sounds that we're, that, that we're experiencing. And, and I don't want there to be too much of a disconnect between those things. You can go very, very far to, let's play hypothetical purposes, say, go very far to the left and experiment, and you can become associated with the way that things actually sound. You go too far to the right and, and, and just pander to audiences and please with the sounds that you're making, and you forget about your job as an artist to challenge. So what I, and I can say all this, and it'll all be lost in my music potentially, but what I'm trying to achieve, very much what I'm trying to achieve, is a sense of, of balance between my head and my heart. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I mean, you, you got it. I mean, wow. Yeah, totally. Everything you just said. Oh, well, well let's go back to uh, uh, what you said about UNT at first. Uh, that That's definitely a great, it does have a great environment. University of North Texas, uh, here in Denton, Texas, if you, if you don't know uh, what we're talking about, uh, University of North Texas really gives you the ability to explore like you have, like you did, um, in the past to explore with all these different great minds and really great uh, musicians. They were at your fingertips and, and everyone was at your fingertips to just explore and experiment like you, like you did. And, and it's a, it was a fantastic place for, for me to go to school. And I'm sure that uh, it was fantastic for you, the way you, you talk about it and you're graduating. So that's, that's great. <laughs> uh, obviously you like something about it. It's, it's, it's amazing. Uh, but yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. With your, with your experiencing, experimenting with music that, and uh, trying to get an audience there there's a there is a, a fine balance uh, that you find people having to to figure it out because uh, a lot of very experimental music it's like to the general public it's just like uh no i nope i don't want any of that and then it's just like oh okay he's doing some really cool things i really enjoy that maybe i want to listen to more of that kind of stuff and then it launches a whole new genre for the listener and stuff like that but Anyways, that's a little bit <laughs> of what I had to say about what you said. Um, how about let's get you to play uh, a little bit of your music. Uh, how about that? Yeah. Um, 
actually have so, a, I've got a Sonic visualizer as well that I've been working on. So I'm going to play that. That's on, is that only for you, Julian? Is that right? You're <laughs> going to be able to experience that on your own. <laughs> yeah, we have some uh, we have some people in here. So yeah. Right. All right. Well, I'm just going to make sure that you can hear me. Can you hear those sounds here? Is that okay? Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Uh, we're cooking. Let's make some music, shall we? Thank you. 
Mark. <laughs> yes, yes, that was great. That was awesome. Nyquist, Mark Olivero, right there on the Texas Music Spotlight. That was great. That was great. And for the audio listeners uh, that are listening in right now, you should have seen him. It was it was intense. I thought I, I thought I saw Jesus in in the lights. It was crazy. It was it was intense. <laughs> I loved it, man. It was great. It was great. Oh oh, there it goes. <laughs> Turn it off, turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome, awesome. It's been an epilepsy warning on that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I should have, I should have. Yeah, we'll put it. Oh, I'll write it down here in the chat. But yeah, man, that was great. I, I loved it. <laughs> it it's, that's intense. It was, it was awesome, man. Um, Mark Olivero again. Nyquist. Uh, yeah, so you're going to be playing some of that music uh, this Sunday? Yes, yeah, or is that, is that going to be in the set, or, or are you going to play some other, so- some other stuff? Yeah. So I played uh, three songs just there um, out of a set of a couple of other um, pieces that I'll be doing as well, a couple of the tracks at the, uh, at the show at Andy's. Um, excuse me, I have to do a quick shout-out to uh, producers Mr. E and Deep Discourse. They uh, were the two collaborators that I had on that particular project. So, as, as we were saying, we love collaborating, Julian and I. Yeah. But, uh, I think uh, in this digital age, well, as musicians and, and interdisciplinary artists, I think it's really important to collaborate, and I've been doing a lot of that with uh, a lot of the production stuff that I've been doing, and I've been enjoying it. So, get out yeah. there. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, May 15th, over there at Andy's Bar in uh, Denton, Texas. You can check it out. There's a... Well, well, we'll post a link to the uh, actual event page and all that stuff on our websites and stuff like that. It's called Stack Overflow. It's going to be new media, performance, uh, experimental noise, electronic music, all that good stuff, sort of what you just heard uh, Nyquist perform. Do you have any any comments, anybody uh, that you're interested in seeing that day? Uh, that, that's coming along to the show? Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. So uh, another couple of guys that uh, I should be with, uh, Stephen Lucas is one of them. He's going to be doing his uh, live from Brussels which is an awesome, awesome synth set that he does. He just sits there, him on his knees. I mean, what I was doing on the keyboard was completely woeful in comparison to Steve Luke, okay, because that's what he really does. He's, he's a wonderful keyboard player, and he's going to be doing one of his live sets on that. Um, i got a good mate that's going to be doing a couple, uh, a very, very weird, like very different to what you heard me just do there. It's a performance art piece of mine. It was actually my doctoral dissertation. It's going to be performed as well. Um, that's another 20-minute piece. Unlike this, there isn't going to be as many beats. There's probably going to be a little bit of screaming, a little bit of uh, live video work as well. Um, it's going to be pretty crazy. So if you'd like to see a, uh, a, 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 a stocky uh, performance uh, apt, a uh, little Filipino dude, Dan Bernardo, in Malaysian shamanistic gear. I mean, uh, of course, yeah. <laughs> Mate, it's gonna be it's gonna be so wild, like you don't want to miss it. Like it would be wonderful. You might need to be a little bit on the tipsy side in order to really enjoy it. But uh, it's definitely gonna be crazy. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that whole night I remember for Trebonicus and then I, I saw your all your updates for all your uh later works and stuff. Uh but specifically for that night, I remember it was just all intense i didn't know what was going on there was there was everybody walking around i th- I thought i was in a performance at one point i was like oh am i am i in it oh all right i'm moving around okay here we go you remember some of the some of your colleagues man brought their parents yeah, was, yeah. 
man, I wouldn't even invite my parents to this stuff, you know. It's like, and they, they know how weird I am. And it's like, oh, these 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 freshman parents are coming to UNC, one of their first I'm gonna, I'm gonna scan them all away. Like, Look, mom, I'm gonna be in a thing. You should come by. It's gonna be. Oh my god, uh, they they don't have a shirt on. What's what's this? <laughs> we, we neglected to mention the body paint, didn't we? It was just- oh yeah, and the paint and all that stuff. It it's online somewhere. <laughs> you should check out Mark, uh, Mark and all this stuff. Nyquist, where where can they find you at online if they wanna if they like what they heard? Yeah. Um, okay. So my my YouTube channel uh, should be Marky Nine Eight One. You can look me up there. I am on SoundCloud. My handle on SoundCloud is Marcus Music um, Dash One. Um, that little you know, dash thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and uh, yeah, audio marked on Twitter. If you want to. Yeah, audio marked on Twitter and all that good stuff. We'll, we're going to be uh, posting all that stuff uh, when we release the podcast. And when y'all are listening to it, so you can follow Mark on all the things, you can watch all his his craziness. And from my experience, this show on Sunday, May 15th in Denton, Texas, is going to be pretty intense. Uh, so it's, yeah, I don't think you're going to want to miss that. So uh, with, my, with the artists that we have on the podcast, I like to do this thing called the Texas Two-Step. And it's two questions that have nothing to do with music, and then we can chat about them. And uh, it's just kind of a, a, a random off the, off the kilt kind of thing. So uh, if you're ready, Mark, let me get the questions right here. Please. Okay, as we talked about earlier, um, you spend quite a bit of time in this country, in another country, whatever. What's one food that you wish we had here in America or vice versa? Which, which food, whenever you go somewhere else, you're like, damn, I really want this. You know, what, what is that? Okay, okay. Um, all right, here's, here's number one. Let, let, let me compliment Texas first. Okay. By saying, I bloody wish that back home in Australia, we actually had some decent Mexican food. May I say? <laughs> May I please say? Because even your crappy Mexican food in Texas uh-huh. is like better than the highest end Mexican restaurant in Australia. It's terrible when it comes to Mexican. Um, so, yeah, we're right there. We might as well take something from them. I mean. My wife is listening. She will know uh-huh. all about this because I think she uh, is quite obsessed with Mexican food herself. So we actually got a copy of that. Um, what is it? Homesick Texan. Have you seen that cookbook? Homesick. Texan? Yeah, yeah. So whenever, whenever she cooks for me, often half the time is from that book. So. Oh, awesome! Like yeah, shout out to Tacos here in the live chat. Yeah, we really mix this uh, Tex, like real Tex-Mex, man, and, and, mm-hmm. and real Mexican food for that matter. You know, just decent stuff in Sydney, in Australia. That would be nice. Yeah, <laughs> you should uh, start a start a little thing going there, like a taco truck. Let's just get it going. Tacos, man. That's a that's yeah. a Saturday night, in my opinion. Absolutely. All right. Just a bunch of tacos, yeah. <laughs> some beats, man. Taco beats. Hell yeah. All right. All right. And I think America could benefit from perhaps a better culture of pies and sausage rolls. I know that's not very highbrow in Australia, okay? It's not very highbrow. So any, any Aussies that might be listening will be going, oh, God, what is that? You know, but really... I think, I think uh, you can find it in New York and stuff like that. But Texas is a big enough place. There should be a better culture. You guys would enjoy it, man. There are some good eaters in Texas. You guys would enjoy a good mm-hmm. pastry wrapped around your beef. Oh, dear. <laughs> I didn't mean it. Without, anyway. without getting vulgar, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Um, all right. So you heard it, uh, Texas. You should get on that. 
and uh, Sydney, you should, or <laughs> Australia, you should check out uh, the Nyquist uh, Tex-Mex Bar and Grill uh, coming up soon. <laughs> It'll be coming to your to a town near you. Um, so next question, uh, we did touch on this, and I know um, back in the day you were a really big fan, and let's not give away any spoilers or anything, uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, so the second question here for the Texas Two-Step, what house do you think you would belong in, or do you want to belong in uh, the most? I guess, which house banners could you see yourself uh, riding into battle with uh, on your horse, on your steed? And without giving any spoilers or anything, let's just not not get into that or whatever. Let's just, uh, yeah, chat houses. It's, it's actually that's a very difficult question for you to ask me. Like it's, it's very hard, very very hard. Um, all of, I mean, most of us that are in love with the show and the books and stuff like that, I think our hearts would want to go straight to Stark. Want to say, hey, you want to be part of House Stark? You know, absolutely. Mm -hmm. However, there's a lot about me that I don't think would quite work in House Stark. Like, I mean, I, I don't like the cold all that much. I like to be in a warm climate. So I'd probably be better off indoors, right? Like where, where, where all the Spaniards are, I suppose. But to be honest with you, in keeping with the, the, the topic of the day, I think from what I know of the books and the series, I think it's House Targaryen that is the most musical. Look at Yeah, yeah, definitely. This is just from the books. I mean, he was the harp player, you know? He was mm -hmm. the great musician. And in fact, he was all about music. And then one day he's like, oh shit, I better learn how to fight, eh? You know, kind of a thing. So... So, so, so from that perspective, and, and you know, uh, uh, some people would say that he's actually the main character in the whole thing, even though he's dead. Um, yeah, Ray, Rhaegar's the man, man. He, he, he played the harp. He could sing up a storm. He used to make money from busking. So goes the books and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's go House Targaryen. I wouldn't awesome. Dragons, too, eh? <laughs> yeah, dragons, definitely. You should add dragons and, and all that fire and stuff into your, your visual works. That'd be great. Absolutely. <laughs> Next thing, man. Thanks for the idea. Yeah, it's just fire breathing just right there on the side. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that was the Texas two-step. Uh, House Targaryen for uh, Mark over here and, and, and tacos and stuff like that. It's been great catching up, man. Uh, I had a good time here. And, and your music's fantastic. It's great. Thanks. I love it. Thanks for having me on and having, having a listen to myself, man. Yeah, yeah. We got some feedback, certainly. Um, remember, we do our live podcasts every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, and then we release them on Fridays. And you can check our Facebook and Twitter and all that good stuff, Texas Music Pod uh, on Twitter, Texas Music Spotlight there on Facebook. And uh, we release our Imagine Sessions on Thursday as well. So two chances to listen to great music, listen to, to new artists, find out about music, and go out and support your local artists, support uh, experimental artists, rock artists, indie artists, all that stuff, singers, musicians in general, because it's uh, we're, we're doing things. <laughs> and it's great when we have an audience and, and great when we share experiences uh, with other people. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and uh, chat with Mark a little bit more on here if, you, um, if you're staying here for the live podcast. And we're going to go ahead and end our podcast. So thank you guys and have a great night. listening to the texas music spotlight podcast be sure to subscribe to the podcast and visit our website texasmusicspotlight.com to find out how you can be a part of the live recordings until next time please continue to support local artists and music in your hometown